back to the message I started uh, about two weeks ago. All things are yours. All things are yours. And, um, but before I go into the message, I want to go to Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4 and 5. So let's stand up, brothers and sisters. Uh, you all thought I'd forgotten, right? <laughs> I know you didn't forget. <laughs> Amen. Let's, let's uh, say this scripture. Please say it from your heart and really mean it from your heart because God will honor this scripture in your life. Amen? And in my life as well. Let's say it together. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Please be seated. Jesus asked uh, some disciples, after he had said some very strong words, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will have no life in you. And many of them were offended and decided, we don't need to follow this man. And Jesus turned to his disciples and said, would you also go away? They turned against the word of God. But we've said tonight, we will not turn away from his word. Amen? So that's exactly what we're doing. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, tells us very clearly there that as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. His divine power has given not something. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and to godliness. Life means everything that you need to survive on this earth, materially, physically, mentally, emotionally, everything that you need in the flesh, in this world, to survive. God has given us all things that pertains to life and to godliness. That's living the Christian life. He has granted us the ability, whatever it takes, everything that it takes, to live that godly life, godliness. Godliness means it doesn't say you're perfect, it's just your heart is in the things of God. You just love the things of God. You just love to be around the people of God. You love to be around the Word of God. You love to worship God. While others are partying, you would rather be in the house of God. That's where you go for your party. And that's what this means. Godliness, all things that pertain to life and to godliness. And the scripture tells us, all things are yours. Doesn't matter whether it's principality. Paul actually said, Paul himself, Apollos, these are apostles. Paul, Apollos, life, death, all things, things to come, all things belong to us. God is giving all things to us. And I wanted, by last week I started going into some of the things that God has freely given to us. And one of the things that God has given to us is freedom from the power of sin. Freedom from the power of sin. And he did that by giving us his whole righteousness. And the Bible says we should walk out our righteousness. 
So we walk out what God is already giving to us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 through 21, it says that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. So as a Christian, God has committed to you the word of reconciliation. In other words, we, you have been given the power to go out, talk to people about the word that was given to you, and you can actually help them to be reconciled with God. No enmity between them and God. That's in your power. You have that ability to do that. You can, through your word, the word that he has given to you, you can help bring somebody who didn't know anything about God, has never experienced God. Now, because of the word that God gave to you, that you were willing to deliver, they can experience God and know without a doubt that there is a God. So God has given to us the word of reconciliation. I want to stay in this a little bit. Sometimes I hear people say, well, I don't believe there is a God. And I believe them. Amen. I believe that they really believe that there is no God. They've never felt him. They've never seen him. And God says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So if they are not drawing near to God, how could they feel him? They just believe he doesn't exist. And they're right because he doesn't exist with regards to their life. But your word can actually draw them to begin to experience him. And once they experience that reconciliation, they know there is a God. I mean, you can wake me up dead from sleep and ask, is there a God? Quick answer, oh yes, there is a God. You've got to be mistaken to think there is no God. But there was a time I wasn't sure. So God has given to us that word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, be employ, uh, we employ you on, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. This is where I'm going. It says, verse 21, For he made him, that's Jesus, to, who knew no sin, to be sin for us. So Jesus knew no sin. God made Jesus to be the very essence of sin. Sin as a whole. In one person. He became sin and he did that for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. So the sin question is gone. One of the messages that you share with people is this. And this is the truth. You will not go to hell because of your sin. You go to hell because you refuse to accept the remedy for sin. That's the only reason. Because Jesus is the remedy for sin. He's already taken it. You refuse to believe it. You didn't accept it. So you go to hell not because of your sin, but because you refuse. And that's going to be real terrible for somebody to go to hell and then find out I could have made it if I had just agreed with the scriptures. And that's why it's going to be so painful in hell that you know it would have been an easy thing just to accept Christ and then it's over. And you, for whatever reason, you refused. And now, for the whole of eternity, you're there burning. And not one day, you didn't believe it, but while there you believe it. 
You're not going to come out of it anymore. To me, it's the greatest tragedy that can happen to a man. Jesus said it were better if you were not born. Those are not my words. It were better. But now you are alive. Today we are in his very presence. You can be reconciled to God by just saying, God, I'm ready. Take, it, take, take over. I'm ready to go with you. And he will immediately take over. Because he's been waiting to take over for a long time. You just haven't given him chance. And for us Christians, including myself, there are areas where we don't want him to go. And guess what? He respects that. He respects that. But you will suffer for it. And I will suffer for it if we don't let him in to take full control of that area. But really, it's for our good if we will let go. You'll never regret it. You'll never regret it when you let go. So, he's given us everything. I'm shocked to read that scripture when Paul says, all things are yours. Everything, principalities, powers, things to come, everything. He says, they're yours. Why? Because we are in Christ. And God raised us up together with Christ. And made us, Ephesians chapter 2, made up to sit together with him in heavenly places in Christ. So even though we're here, in the mind of God, we are seated on the throne of the universe. He is the king and we are the kings. That's why we read, the king of kings and the lord of lords. He is the king, he is the head, we we are his body. We are one with him. There is no difference between us and himself. And we are joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. We own everything with him. That's what the Bible says. Read it here, Romans chapter 8. We are joint heirs with him. And because we are joint heirs with him, we are willing to suffer the things that he suffered so that we actually inherit everything that God has given to the saints in light. So that's just the truth. He who knew no sin became sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. The thing is there, then in Romans chapter 6, verse 14, it says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. Sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Meaning, there is no habit that by the power of God you cannot break as a Christian. It didn't say you, sin will never be a part of your life. It said sin will never have dominion over you. Can never dominate your life. No sin is permitted to dominate your life. You can break it. Because God gave you that ability to use part of the gift, that, the, part of the things that he's given to you. So he made it very clear. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Because you are not under the law, but under grace. So, we cannot let that be. If there is something, you can always say, God, we're going to break this together. Amen? We're going to break this together. This is not feeling in your sight. God, I don't want this for me. This doesn't honor you. I got to break this. I don't want this. And as you walk with God, the Bible says, How can two walk together unless they be in agreement? As you are in agreement with God, God's word, that thing will become broken. No matter what it is. 
God can break it. No matter what it is. That's what we tell them. You have an addiction. Oh yes. That's okay. God can help you break it. Is it uh, AAA they call it? Triple A? AAA? Whatever you... Whatever. <laughs> what people go through. That will help you tolerate it. Okay? That will just help you tolerate it. But God will help you break it. Because all things are yours. And whatever you bind is going to be bound in heaven. That's what it says in the scripture. And there are benefits. We talked about that last week. Isaiah chapter uh, 54 tells us some of the benefits of the righteous. Because you are, you are not going to be, you are already God's righteousness. That's not according to me. That's according to God himself. It says he became sin that you might become the righteousness of God in Christ. So I'm telling you tonight, you are righteous before God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. That's the way God sees it. You may see it differently, but God sees it in his way. And the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. I need to line up with what God said, not how I feel. Or not what anyone is telling me or telling you. Line up with God. Be in agreement with God. See God, I am your righteousness. Amen. Because that's what the scripture says. And as we line up with that, then our minds become renewed. And when our minds become renewed, then we are transformed into what we are believing. The renewing of our minds. So we renew our minds to agree with God. And the benefit is... No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Can you say that with me? Maybe you have some weapons, whatever it is, some kind of things that Satan has brought into your life and is really coming against you. Can you say that with me tonight? That no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And speak to that weapon in your mind when you, as you say that. Please, let's do that together tonight. Amen? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Have that thing in your mind. You are not going to make it over my life. Amen? Say it. Mean it from your heart. And when you say that, you agree with God. And you please Him. Especially when you say it with boldness. In the face of what you are going through. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It says that every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. I like what the scripture says, the, the spiritual man, I believe it's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He says the spiritual man judges all things. But he's not rightly judged by anyone. He judges all things, but he's not rightly judged. It doesn't mean he's not going to be judged, but he's not rightly judged. Because he's a spiritual person. And that's what the Bible says. Those people, those, whatever is coming at you, it's not going to happen to your life. It says God will condemn it, you condemn it. In the name of Jesus. And it says this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. How many servants of the Lord do we have here tonight? That's your inheritance. It's freely given to you. Just enjoy it. Amen. Don't question it. Enjoy it. This is the inheritance or heritage of the servants of the Lord. And God says, you know why? Because their righteousness is from me. I gave them. You can't beat that. Amen. 
That's the best righteousness you can ever find anywhere else. It's from him. And every one of us have that righteousness tonight. Amen. Every one of us sitting here today, if you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have the righteousness of God. And that means something. It may not mean a lot to people of the world, but to God, it means a lot. It's very powerful. Because Jesus died to make that available to us. And so God says, no matter how hard the devil tries against your life, he's not going to succeed. Amen? He's not going to succeed because you are his righteousness. He made us righteous. And I shared with us last time from Psalm 5 verse 12, it says, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. It's just the way God is. He can't see a righteous person without blessing him. (laughs) Every time he sees a righteous person, he says, bless. Especially when the righteousness you have is from him. He knows it and he likes it. That's a blessed person. He blesses you. Amen? For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. That's just the way he is. That's his nature. The righteous, every time God passes by, he blesses the righteous. And he's blessing you right now in Jesus' name. He's pouring blessings upon your life right now in Jesus' name. Showers of blessings. Because you are his righteousness. You are the righteous of, the righteousness of God. It says, with favor, you, that's God, you will surround him as with a shield. So God surrounding you with favor. With favor. Everywhere you go, you are favored. I think we should carry ourselves that way. Amen? Once you walk in, they already like you. I don't know why, I just like you. And you know what it is. It's God's favor. I, I don't know. I, 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 I like you. I want to go out this way. Would you come with me? They just like you. They don't know why, but there's something about you that they like. That's what happens with Daniel. They, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I mean, the king just like these people. And because you like them, he always likes to promote them. May that be your portion tonight in Jesus' name. That's your portion. Amen. Second thing, that's number two. Freedom from Satan's dominion. Freedom from Satan's dominion. Many times, uh, us Christians, and I've been there, it seems like we are so conscious of uh, Satan. And somebody was talking about how Satan has been after his, his, her, her case. Oh, Satan has been after me all week. And then she started talking about everything that Satan was doing, and then she ended, bless his holy name. You wonder whether he was blessing God's holy name or Satan's blessed name. <laughs> his holy, Satan's name. But, but just where people talk, bless his holy name. Satan is not holy. Thank you, sister. <laughs> Amen. It's good to have you all tonight. But... Christians talk about him so much, and when we talk about God, we lift God up, right? When we talk about what God's doing, what is that? Praise his name. And God inhabits the praises of his people. So when we talk about what Satan is doing, guess who we are praising? And guess who inhabits that kind of praise? No wonder things are not going too well for us, <laughs> 
Huh? <laughs> I mean, for those who were doing stuff like that. But the point is, we need to get away from saying Satan a lot. There was a time in my life, that's all I talked about. Satan, 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 Miss Satan. How do you know the devil? How do you know the devil? How do you know, what if, if, if I do this and the devil sees me, what's he going to do? And so it was always the devil. And sometimes I was sharing with somebody when I need to call God. <laughs> so I've been talking so much about the devil. <laughs> all I'm talking about is the devil. And I wonder, something is really wrong with me. I wanted to call God and I mentioned it. <laughs> but today I'm confident. I can tell you this. Because I know by the grace of God, God's come, been in my life, and I don't have to be afraid of him. Jesus delivered us fully from Satan. And right now, he's of no consequence. The only power he has is what, the power that we give to him through our words and through our actions. That's the only power he has. Now, Colossians told, tells us that Jesus put principality and power, or he disarmed principalities and powers. In other words, there's no armor. They got nothing to fight with. All he has is deceit and accusation. Those are the two things. Remember the accuser of the brethren and the deceiver. Those are his two weapons. So, I remember watching, uh, how many of you know the movie Sergeant York? Oh, I'm too old or what? What's the matter? <laughs> Sergeant York was uh, a veteran that was uh, honored highly. Uh, he did something in the war front. And he got some Germans when they were fighting some Germans. And um, he captured a bunch of them. Captured a bunch of them. This one guy, he was so, he was, he was something else. And so he asked the German, he said, uh, where would you find the Americans? And the Germans said, the, that's the German general that was captured. Uh, his, the German general said, go that way. And then he has, I think he's from the country, he said, we're we going this way. <laughs> because the German said to go that way, he knew this is the way to go. Point is, when Satan is telling you something, guess where the truth lies? On the other side. If he tells you you are going down, guess where you're going? You are on your way up. You don't have to do with your feeling. If he says go this way, go the other way. Because the Bible says he's a liar and the father of lies. He can tell the truth. All he's got is lying to you. Making you feel everything is coming down. It won't work for you. Everything, nothing is going to work. You're going to lose everything. When you hear those type of ministration coming from Satan, that's the time to start jumping and shouting, boy, it's going so well for me. And that's the truth. Because Satan cannot tell the truth. He's a liar. And the father of lies. That's what Jesus called him. He's the accuser of the brethren. If he tells you you are going nuts, you are getting smarter. <laughs> Amen. If he tells you you are going broke, oh, you're getting richer. Because he lies. But you have to stay with the word of God. Amen? Stay with the word of God. Romans 8, verse 31 and 32 says this. What then shall we say to these things? 
all of these things. If God is for us, who can be against us? That's a good question. God's on our side. Who is going to fight us? God standing behind me. What little demon is going to come to try to fight me? When I'm conscious of God. Have you seen little kids? How they pick on people because their daddy is around? And sometimes they pick on a real big guy and daddy is really small. And, and daddy says, you don't want to go there, sonny. This guy is he's tough. But the little guy doesn't know that. All he knows is he has his daddy's daddy. My daddy is going to whip you, he says. When the devil comes, tell him your daddy is right with you. Amen? He's going to whip you if you try anything. He sees everything. You can't hide anything from him. He sees, I'm telling you, he's tough. You want to try him? Try him. Amen. If God be for us, who can be against us? There is nobody. Doesn't mean they will try. They won't try. They may try, but they won't succeed. Because even in their dark places, he sees everything that they are saying and planning. And remember what the Bible says, all things are Yes, you know why? Because all things work together for good to those who love God and are called, not according to your purpose, according to His purpose. That's why sometimes we are not there with Him because we have a different purpose. We'll later discover His purpose is better than our purpose, but right now we don't know that. And we're pursuing our purpose and getting very discouraged and God's working out something. In the background, he's always doing that for his beloved children. He's always fighting for us. He says the Lord doesn't slumber, he doesn't sleep. We can't sleep, he protects his own. We are his inheritance. Amen? We are his inheritance. His son paid to make this inheritance available to him. And God is serious about his inheritance. Amen? So no, nothing can be against you. And then he asked this question. Remember what he says? All things are yours. He says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Every one of us here, right? No one left out. Everyone, he delivered him for us all. It says, how shall he not with him also freely give us some things, right? All things. All things spiritual, all things material, all things emotional, whatever you want to call, whatever your need is, according to the scriptures, God is. You know, I'm going to share this with you. When things baffle you, and they, it's not because God's baffled, and you don't see clearly, I suggest, and your mind is going all over the place because of what you've seen in the natural, I suggest take a day of fast. To fast before God. Just one day, maybe two. And see what God will do. Your mind will enter into his rest as you spend time with him. And then you will begin to see clearly. 
I think it was David that said I, he looked and he saw the ungodly, how things were, go, uh, things were going well f- for them. And he said he never understood. He was almost complaining. He said until he went into the tabernacle. And then he saw. His eyes were opened. So God can actually open our eyes. And no matter what you're going through, God is with you. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12 and uh, 13 says, Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to, per- to be partakers of the inheritance of saints, of the saints in light. So we are partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So not when we get there, also when we get there, but right here where we live. Amen? We are partakers of the inheritance of the saints. How many saints do we have here tonight? You are a saint. You don't have to die to be a saint. You are already a saint according to the word of God. You won't write a letter like this to those that are already dead. These letters were written to us. Amen? From God. And God says there is an inheritance for you. He says he has delivered us from the power of darkness. Not going to deliver us. God has delivered us from the power of darkness. And has conveyed us to the kingdom of his, the son of his love. Conveyed or translated us. So, even though you're sitting right here, God has conveyed you from this world kingdom. Now you are living in the kingdom of God. That's where you live. You know, you can read in John. It's one of the things that I saw Jesus was saying. It says, no man has seen the Father at any time, but the Son who is in heaven. And I said, you are on the earth. How can you say the Son who is in heaven? You're here. He knew what he was talking about. Even though he was here, he knew he was up there. And he knew he came from there. It's a mystery, we don't understand it. But the scripture says that God raised us up together with him, that's the truth, and made us to sit together with him in heavenly places. Jesus was raised and he was raised to sit at the right hand of God in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power. And God says, that's chapter 1 of Ephesians, and chapter 2 of Ephesians says, he raised us up together with him. That's God's mind. I don't understand it, but I accept it. Maybe when I get to heaven, I will understand it. But all God says for us today is to take it and accept it by faith. Because you will not experience it unless you accept it by faith. Even though you don't understand it. Proverbs chapter 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. So I don't want to live with my understanding. I want to stay with God's understanding. And his understanding will always carry us through. That's why we sit before his presence. And Jesus said to about Martha, uh, said to about Mary, she has chosen the better part because she was sitting listening to the word of God instead of being that too busy. Amen? Because that will transform a situation. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the 
inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. He has not going to. He has not going to. If Satan is oppressing you, that's because you allowed it. If Satan is oppressing me, that's because I allowed it. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and has conveyed us to the kingdom of his dear son. We don't belong to the kingdom of darkness anymore. So the Satan cannot reach us to oppress us. We don't live there anymore in the mind of God. And what we do once you establish that and Satan knows that this is the truth, he knows to stay away. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I read a testimony about uh, Kenneth Hagin. God was talking to him in a vision and this demon was making all kinds of noise and he was, he was writing down. I said, many of us, God speaks to us differently. Some of us, it's a vision. Sometimes he speaks to you. You can hear audible voice in the room and you say, well, God just spoke to me and your brother says, I never heard any voice. <laughs> How did he speak to you? Because he's speaking to your heart. But it sounds like he's speaking to your to your ear. But God was walking with uh, uh, Kenneth Hagin and this demon was making so much noise after a while and he was thinking, well, God's there. He's going he's gonna to tell this demon to stop. And nothing happened. And the de- demon kept making so much noise and he was saying, what is going on? Don't, don't God see this demon doing this? And, he's, and, and guess what? And he said, Jesus kept talking. And he was wanting to hear. And finally, out of frustration, he spoke to the demon in annoyance. And, Get out of this place. And the demon folded up and left. And he said, uh, Master, didn't you see? He said, yeah. And Jesus said to him, I couldn't have done anything about that. He said, what? You are messing up my theology. <laughs> what did you say? I don't think that's what you, you said. You didn't say you could not have done anything about that. And he says, well, I couldn't have done anything about that. I've already done everything that I can do about him. Now it's your turn to do something about him. You speak to him. And believe that he'll listen to you. Amen? So he has conveyed us to the kingdom of his dear son. Luke 10, uh, verse 19 and 20, it says, Behold, I give you the authority. Say with me tonight, I have the authority. I have the authority. You have the authority. Right now, all things are yours. You have the authority. Sometimes people like to go to pastor, uh, let pastor pray for me. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. But I want you to know, God, you have the same authority that pastor has. If you're new in faith, yes, you can go to the pastor. Pastor will do what he has to do. And to your brothers and sisters, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. It's okay. Don't say, well, I'm not going to tell anybody anymore and suffer in silence. Sometimes just a word from them can help you. But truly, you have the same authority. And the reason why the enemy is able to oppress you or oppress me is because I don't really understand it yet. You can have one million dollars in the bank, and if you don't know anything about it, uh, 
you keep eating from McDonald's instead of killing. <laughs> instead of going to steak houses, huh? But you got a million dollars in the bank. But until you are aware of it, somebody may have left a million dollars for you. You may be in the street. I used to use this as an illustration. Some a street fellow whose father died thinking he had nothing. My father didn't like me, didn't leave anything for me. And lived in the street and the lawyer shows up and says, uh, Hey, Johnny, what are you doing here? We've been looking for you. He says, You're looking for me. And he says, I'm a lawyer. He says, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> he said, No, not about that. You got a million dollars in the bank. Johnny says, don't lie to me. He says, yeah, it's true. Your daddy left a million dollars. He says, really? Guess what's going to happen to Johnny? His attitude changes. He goes back to his friend. He says, when I'm through with that lawyer, I'm coming to get you out of this place. I'll first of all rent that high-class hotel for you and put you there for a few days because you've been good to me. He was a poor guy a few minutes before that. But just because he found out the truth and the lawyer showed him something, now his attitude changes. And he carries himself that way. He's wondering, why am I wearing this filthy stuff? I'm a millionaire. That's what we're doing to ourselves when we don't know. When we don't know the truth. Jesus has conveyed us. He says... Behold, I give to you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know, the Satan has a lot of different powers that he uses. Maybe wants bad relationships, whatever it is. He knows what will really get to you. And what he knows will get to you is what he uses. Amen? If he doesn't bother you, he's not coming for that. It's like a man that doesn't like cheesecake. You can't tempt him with cheesecake, right? You put it in front of him and say, I'm tempting you. He looks the other way. That's no temptation. But if he likes cheesecake, just the smell of it is a real problem. So Satan knows what is going to get to you. So he comes after you with the same thing constantly so to, make, to get you discouraged so you won't trust in God. That's just the way he is. That's just the way he is. But the Bible says, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, Jesus said, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. In other words, Rejoice because you are the righteousness of God in Christ. That's why all these things are happening. What you do, whether you, you heal, pray with somebody, their eyes got open, their ears, those things don't mean anything. They should be part of your life anyway. Don't rejoice in those things. Rejoice rather that you are a servant of God. You belong to the family. You belong to God's family. There's nothing bigger than that on the earth. I belong to God's family. And I'm somebody. Because Jesus paid this awesome price for me. I can't be tossed to and fro, harassed by the devil. I'm a child of God. Things may be bad right now, but it's going to change. Because there is a God. 
Weeping may last for one night, but joy comes in the morning. Always look forward. You see, I like this uh, word, King James, and it came to pass. We don't have that in this. I don't know why they took that scripture out of these new ones. But that's how one man got healed. He got, read the scripture and he said, it came to pass. See, God works with you according to your faith. And he kept thinking, this sickness came and it's going to pass. According to the scripture, guess what happened to him? The sickness passed <laughs> and he lived. It's according to your faith. So you have been delivered from the power of darkness. You no longer belong to that kingdom. You now belong to the kingdom of light. And you are enjoying the inheritance of the saints in light. You are, in, you are enjoying the inheritance of the saints in light. And you are a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is the head and you are the body. When he needs to get something done on the earth, he needs you. When he needs some money back there to go into his work, he needs that hand. You go get it because he is the head. He commands the power for you to get it so that it is done. When he needs to deliver that person over there, he can go. He is the head, but he needs you. Defeat. You walk there and speak to that person and do the healing and help them. That's how powerful ambassadors for Christ. You represent him here on earth. We represent heaven. Every one of you represent heaven. And what you allow on the earth is what heaven is already allowed. Jesus said, pray this way, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What do you want done on earth today in your life so that heaven will endorse it? Stand with me tonight. Lisa, it's good to see you here tonight. Please stand up with me tonight. I'm going to speak especially if you are feeling discouraged for whatever reason, don't know who you are tonight, but God wants you to know there is no reason for that. It's not, it's not as bad as you think. With every trial that God allows, he makes a way of escape so that you can get to the destiny. Remember what the scripture says. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. For what? For his name's sake. It's not for your name. His name's sake. You are called by his name. He will not dishonor his name. Psalm 138 verse 2. He honors his name above. I mean his word above all of his name. You got his word and God's with you. Amen. Let's lift our hands up to, the, to our Lord tonight and thank him for whatever it is that is bugging you. Let me let you know, God is making a way in the wilderness. God's going to provide water for you in the wilderness. God's going to provide the cloud to shield you from the sun so that you won't get, have any kind of sunburn in the wilderness. God's going to protect you. 
in every way. That's the good God that we serve. I pray that God will give you rest in your soul tonight. I pray the same thing for myself. I need that rest. Rest in God. That God is able. God said, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for our God? Whatever it is, it's not too hard. Dream and God will get you to your dream. Amen? May not be tomorrow, but he's on his way. He'll take you there. Father God, we thank you. I thank you so much for your people that you've blessed so much. And God, I believe by your grace, we will see these blessings in the natural, in the physical realm. Because you have already ordained it in heaven. And we agree with you that these blessings will come upon us and overtake us. Spiritual blessings. Material blessings. Physical blessings. Emotional blessings. Relationships. We are blessed in all of this way. Because you are our God. Thank you, Lord, because we have come to you so that we can enter into the Lord's rest. And God, tonight, we declare that we have entered into your rest. The Spirit of the living God, Spirit of Jesus, help us to experience it. You are that gentle Spirit of God. Let us experience your comfort and your peace in our soul tonight. For everyone that's gathered before you tonight, in the name of Jesus, Spirit of the living God, let us enter into your rest. Let us experience your comfort tonight. Let whisper into our spirit that all is well. All is well. Because if God be for us, no one can be against us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. Stay blessed in Him.